0: Welcome to another episode of Streetman. it with Sherry and Andy. I'm Andy Vargo, and this is my bestie. Sherry Hartman.
1: We decided to do something. Yeah? Andy Vargo and I will do anything for attention.
0: <laughs> yes, we will.
1: I'll tell you what I did. My nails. My hair and my nails. My hair. You
0: gotta give yourself credit for all the things you
1: do. I'll tell you what I did earlier, later. Now I don't know when it'll happen. Earlier, earlier, later, earlier. 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 My nails, my
0: hair, and being the best at no matter what it is that you're doing. Now I don't know when it'll happen.
1: Anyway, how are you?
0: I am great. I'm a little worked up, and I'll tell you about that story here in a second. But uh all things considered, I am loving the sunshine. I've been um dealing with all this bull crap, and you know, staying positive like I do, but every once in a while that gets just really test, like, how well you can do that,
1: so. All right. This
0: is awesome. How, how are you?
1: I'm okay. I stayed home sick today, and I don't, I, I'm not 100%, but, uh, I was just talking to one of Andrew's casework. Andrew has two caseworkers. Mm, we always cool. have the evil one, and then we have the nice one. Uh-huh. The, so the nice one today? It was the nice one today, and so... Uh, she hadn't heard about Noah so I was telling her about that and we had a good conversation about grief and uh signs from the universe which is what I wanted to talk about today anyway so
0: that's fitting
1: so just yeah it was good that she called right when she did
0: good yeah so can I be pissed off and rant now yes please do (laughs) Sorry. I've been waiting to tell you this for like... Oh, wait, wait, five. wait,
1: wait, wait. Did okay. we share to our pages from this page? Let's do
0: that really quick because uh, people need to know what we have going on and catch the show. Um, where's the... It's always such a pain in the ass to get there. The way they change their pages, it just makes it... I tr- know. Okay, oh, there's the live.
1: Okay, share, I got
0: it. Share now public. There we go. Okay. We are I'm
1: getting faster at that have you noticed?
0: Yeah. I have. I am getting a little better at it myself. All right. So now I can rant. Yes, please rant. Okay. So y'all, I know that you guys were all watching the show a couple weeks ago and it was the day after the lady ran the red light, hit my car. I'm sure it's totaled, but that'll the official, you know, um stuff will come later. But you had said right away, get a lawyer. I hope you get a lawyer, protect yourself. And I was like, I'm the nice guy. I'm not going to do that. Like, and and I totally am fine with. I don't think we need a lawyer for everything. I think that we can try to resolve our differences without that uh, when it's appropriate and when people are cooperating and being forthright. Uh, however, it is good to have um, someone who knows how the law works and you know sticks up for you in a way that you might not yourself. But so. So what's happened in the last two weeks? Because we didn't have scrutiny last week. So Sherry, I know you know part of this journey, but um, I own my car outright, no payment. So I just had liability insurance on it. And when that happens, then um, if you are not liable, it leaves you dealing with the other person's insurance company when they are liable. And so you're a little bit at their mercy. And, you know, the wreck happened Wednesday. I... uh, did all the things you know called 911 from the scene like hey someone ran a red light and hit me and they're like well if no and, the, and they're they said if nobody's hurt and um you're not blocking we don't send an officer out but you need to go on the state patrol and file a claim so or file a, a civilian police report yeah. Yeah. so i do that you know this was a little after three o'clock my 911 call was at 318 so the wreck had been just a few minutes before that and um anyway you know, I, I had filed my claim with the insurance company by like four o'clock because I drove to my parents' house, which is six blocks away. The first thing I did was report it, submitted all my pictures and stuff from the scene and everything and the other driver's insurance and stuff. Well then, sorry, I don't know how to tell stories short. So
1: this all makes sense though. We need the details. Yeah. Yeah. So then,
0: um, you know, and, and a guy like I, drove through a red light I was about or I'm sorry I drove through a green light don't
1: say that publicly <laughs> right no I drove
0: the other driver drove through the light. I drove through I was at a light when it turned when it was red and it turned green and I you know started going and um I was about half well, I was at least halfway two-thirds of the way through light because I had crossed over halfway through the intersection because that car I didn't see him coming came out of nowhere hit the back of my car or the side driver's side, but right where the rear wheel well is. And not, yeah. you know, hard enough to make me spin around, do a 180, and end up facing the other direction. Uh, them running a red light. And and so it wasn't like I, you know, floored it when the light turned green. I wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere. I was, you know, just going about my day. And had I floored it, I would have been hit in the front, you know, if I was trying to play race the light. So um the guy behind me stopped and gave me his witness information and so thankful for that. And, uh, you know, a couple people had come out. I don't know of where, like if they were in a home or just nearby. One guy was walking by. He's like, dude, I heard that around the corner. Are you okay? And I'm like.
1: Now, where were you? Where was this intersection? exactly?"
0: coma near the mall. Okay. Just south of the mall. So, um, so anyway, um, so, so exchange information, take pictures at the scene, do all that, call the 911, go to my folks house, file the claim. My dad gave me a ride downtown to work, said so stuff I needed to do there. Um, then I could walk home from there at least. So when I got to work, I filled out the police report, which was, you know, between five and six, probably by the time I was getting that done and filling out all the information I had to fill out. And uh, anyway, do the due diligence. Next day I talked to my insurance company, probably later in the afternoon, by the time we talked in person, the following morning, which was Friday, so that was the day we had scrutiny, right, and then Friday, um, their insurance company called me late afternoon, so I talked to them about 522 or so, to be nearly exact, Um, and um, they take my information, like, oh, we haven't heard from our driver yet, all this, you know, I'm like, that's weird that I I don't know why people take two days, I, I just can't imagine that. I thought you were supposed to do it within 24 hours, but,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, anyway, but that is important. That's an important fact tidbit. So they're like, yeah, sound, it looks like it's their liability. We're going to set you up with a rental car, blah, blah, blah. Saturday morning I get the call saying we won't have a car till Thursday from the rental car company, just from availability. I'm like, great. But I've been wanting to walk more. So here I go. And, uh, then Tuesday I talked to them again because apparently they didn't record my statement with their insurance company. And I'm like, really? So talk to them again, give them my recorded statement. And that person again said, yeah, it's gonna be, we have this listed as your liability. By that point they had talked to their driver. Hi
1: Andy.
0: Hi Sherry. Sorry. All good. So then uh, that was Tuesday late afternoon, are like, one or two o'clock so Wednesday I call Enterprise just to say hey I'm just making sure you didn't cancel my car because I said I may get one sooner but I didn't say to cancel it I just want to make sure that you'll have a car tomorrow and if you have one today that's even better I just thought I'd see if it's early and I said oh we don't have a reservation for you the the insurance company canceled it I'm like that's weird so I call them again this is the other driver's insurance company and I'm like uh so what's the deal with this you know and they said well we changed the liability back to 50 50 because we got some clarifying statements from our driver and I was like well did you talk to the witness and the guy says well we did and we didn't and I'm like I don't know what that's supposed to mean and it was just like uh I'm like I don't know it gets annoying when you're in a professional setting and people are like using street talk and bullshit like that i just like whatever and I'm not a jerk to people on the phone you know I'm there yeah. someone else put the information in the computer they're reading I was just like but I was just like so what is that supposed to mean and he said well we talked to him but they didn't have time to leave a recorded statement um and then when we talked to our driver again we've recoded it so I'm like okay so you said it was covered now you're saying it's not and, I, and so I just said well I don't know what else to do other than to have an attorney call you because uh your driver ran a red light hit me and i don't have a car or a way to get around so you know and if you're gonna change your mm-hmm. mind what else do hung up the phone called an attorney was talking to someone within like three or four minutes like to an attorney um there's an attorney that um that i'm familiar with the office because they are a customer otter and i'm just like hey i don't know if you guys can help with this but here's the deal and they're like oh yeah we got you my information within like half an hour I filled out the forms you know then the next day I get a text from my insurance company because even though they're not liable they've been really good about just kind of following up to make sure that I'm taken care of um and so Progressive called and said hey or they texted and said hey I just want to let you know I, I I was able to get the witness statement recorded and I sent it over to their insurance company and um so that's you know, on record. And then the next day that I got a thing from them, first thing in the morning from my insurance company and said, Hey, good news. They accepted liability. They changed it back to 100%. Great. So when I messaged my attorney these details, just said, Hey, let me know when they're going to have a car for me. He's like, Yeah, we're going back and forth with them. I don't know what the holdup is. So I just now, um, some of that was like Friday and then Monday. you got the weekend gap you know we're like well nothing's gonna happen there um so then um anyway so just before i came here i get a voicemail from their insurance company forwarded to my attorney saying well um we we're putting it back to 50 50 because our driver is adamant that there wasn't a witness there and they didn't see a witness they don't know who was there and that your driver ran a red light i'm like they hit the back of my car first of all and so you're trying to have and oh and then they said and your driver was in a hurry to leave the scene and all this stuff and so I'm like so you're expecting me to believe the logic that some that in her view her story is that I hit her and then left the scene and she didn't call 911 or file a police report or call her insurance company for two days like this like really this is your logic and um oh because the other thing they said is and we have the police report but it turns out it was filled out by um reported by your person like yes exactly that's what i told you in the recorded statement that i filed that report as they instructed mm-hmm. me to um and i was just like this is that whole idea of like actions you know proving the story All right. All right so anyway so that was like you know half an hour ago's news and I'm just like oh my god I'm so like having a breakdown right now but I uh I had my moment talked to my lawyer for a few minutes and he's like you know just when I think I've seen it all like usually when there's a witness involved and stuff like then that kind of seals the deal
1: who is this little twat who's trying to say this stuff like
0: it's so how old
1: is she she's in her
0: mid to late 60s I think
1: oh it's an older woman
0: yeah and also here's the thing like she could have taken pictures at the scene she could have she i gave her you know i let her take a picture of my id and my insurance card just like i took of hers and she had her phone functioning she called her husband because he was going to come see if her car was running to drive home and uh so at that point i left i was like well i'm gonna just see if mine will run and i'm gonna go and it's like so your phone was functioning, you didn't call 911, you know, it's like, if you thought this was the case, this is the logic that would follow, but, right, well, but I'm sure it's a case, you know, I mean, you know how we all create the story of what we're sure is happening in a person's head, but I'm sure it's like, you know, you go home, and you start having to explain to your husband that you got a an erect, and then it's like, oh, well, how are we gonna get out of this, and now you're manufacturing all this bullshit, bullshit,
1: wow, but,
0: um, anyway, so that's, it's one of those things where it's like there are nineteen fifty four so how old does that make a person?
1: That means she's seven
0: years I older she'd be seventy so like sixty eight I was born in sixty
1: one and i'm sixty one That's easy so math. seven years older than me, so she's sixty eight yeah so i I just
0: uh it's disappointing. And especially, like, I didn't jump out of the car and say, oh, my God, you hit me. What were you thinking, you stupid person? Or, you know, I was just like, right. hey, I didn't talk to her right away. Other people were talking to her and someone was checking on me that were, like, from the neighborhood or whatever. And then I was just like, hey, you okay? And we should exchange information. That's pretty much all the words that were said <clears> other than <throat> saying that her husband was going to come. And um, and I said, well, I'm going to call the police. And And then I said, and I told her, well, they said just that they're not sending anybody And if we're not blocking and no one's appearing to be injured, Um, but it is, it's very much like, um, yeah, like this is why they say nice guys finish last because you can get taken advantage of and run over if you don't Mm -hmm. for yourself. And, And this is one thing like, I'm totally willing to be the nice guy. And I think there's a place for that, but you have to have a boundary. And it's like, I will cooperate and not say, we're gonna have to do this all through court to here. But as soon as you start playing a game, Um, I learned an extremely expensive lesson that I'm still paying off with my divorce. And, um, you know, I learned not to have help in things that way. And so, or I, I learned that that doesn't, isn't a good thing to do. So, so I'm like, I'm, and also I think it's, it, you know, there's no guilt about it when you're able to say you're putting them in a situation that this is the only choice I have. So you can have these conversations with them. And every time State Farm, their insurance company, every time they um, decide it's in their in their claim, then all of a sudden they're in a hurry to wrap it up. It's like, oh, we, you know, they'll call like three times. It's like, oh, we, it's back on us, and we we want to get you in a rental and get your car looked at, and all. This. I'm like, why? Like, all of a sudden it's an emergency now because you're worried about an extra day's worth of money racking up on this claim when now this is day 15 without a car for me, and there's things that, that I'm passing up business opportunities and things that I'm not able to do or responsibilities to go to that unless I decide to incur a bunch of extra expenses right now that I then have to go fight for. So anyway, that's my rant.
1: Well, uh, uh, it's disappointing, first of all, to hear that it was an older woman. I thought it was just some young little filly, you know. And it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes you have like this, like, you know people will surprise you that they're better than you ever thought they would be and sometimes it's just like you know some people are just kind of pieces of shit
0: you know yeah Yeah. it's just like huh that's really really too bad and it's (laughs) just funny because you you want to believe you know I I lead with believing the best in people even when they screw up or mess up maybe they were trying to watch out for themselves maybe they understood something wrong like not that I'm gonna, you know, fool, you know, fall for it twice or like that's one thing is I have learned to believe in the best in people, but still keep my guard up to protect myself. And that's I right. think some people think that it's it's bad or naive or wrong to to see that there's the possibility of good in people, but doing that doesn't negate the the fact that you can still stick up for yourself. So. Right. So this is my world, and then supposedly right. tomorrow they're supposed to have another a final answer and i was like so does that mean we weren't supposed to believe you any of the other times that you've had a judgment where <laughs> you and this is the fourth this is the fourth time now because it was 100 percent them 50 50 100 them back to 50 50 so this will be a fifth decision on their part part which is supposedly final
1: now what what they have state farm did you say yeah,
0: yeah. so that is uh Pain in the butt, but outside of that, I, uh, have been getting a lot of writing done. I'm cruising along on a couple books and, um, I was at work and this was like kind of making me boil a little bit. And, and I was down at Otter and I just I just looked at Trevor and I was like, my vibrations are off. I need to be attracting good. <laughs> and I don't have time to focus on this because I need to focus on the other. And uh, so, if anybody wants to know how to help, buy a book. That's that's the best, you know. Buy a product or a service from me. I am and then you buy that off, of-
1: off your uh, website. You
0: can buy it off my web. If you're in the US, it's easiest to buy it from my website because I can ship it to you. Or it's um, it's great. Um, you can buy it on Amazon, especially if you're not in the US, because uh, shipping costs outside of the US are extremely expensive. So um, okay. yeah, but anyway. Um, just the more I sell, the more money I have for a new car, and just a tip for everybody, be careful what you manifest, because two weeks ago, I was manifesting losing weight and buying a new car, and son of a bitch, the next day, my car get got hit, and I'm walking everywhere, so I'm losing weight, and I'm getting a new car, but this is not how I envisioned it.
1: <laughs> it's like your Aunt Clara on Bewitched, you know, like she like makes stuff happen, but it's always like, like In the wrong not, way, you
0: know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not quite what you are. <laughs> it's like, thanks for trying to be helpful.
1: Uh, oh, so. poor Andy. Uh,
0: good. So, speaking of what the universe is bringing to you, yeah, well, you
1: know, it's just interesting because, you know, a lot of people think that that's all mumbo jumbo. The universe and my mom's like, why do why do you call it the universe and not God? And it's like, well, to me, it's it's a force. It's all the same thing,
0: right? Um, a
1: Sorry. some people it's a force.
0: Sorry, that was my fault. I was just checking. <laughs> some it.
1: people tune into it or mm-hmm. try. Some people don't, and some people believe this and that. I firmly believe that a lot of times, like if if I keep hearing something that there's a reason and someone's someone, something is trying to tell me something, right? Yeah. And so, like, you and I t- told you this the other day, but um, you know, I, I went to Austin last week for the um, Austin Comedy Competition. Mm-hmm. And I, this is what I keep thinking too. I got second place, but here's the deal. Like, when they awarded it, it was not like third place goes to, second place Go. Oh. it was just like, so and so won, and then that, then it was over. And then Adam, at some point, came over and said, You got second. And then I thought, oh, what, oh, if no one 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 what if he went to everybody else? What if he went to everybody else and said, You got second? <laughs> That's funny. So uh, that keeps going through my head, but I'll, I'll still claim I got second. So, um, but anyway, so a woman came over to me immediately after my, after they announced the winner, like, as she's leaving, and she was just so mad. I can't believe he won. Like, you should have won. Like, your set was so much more um, emotionally intelligent, and you know, on and on and on, but the fact that she used emotionally intelligent to me Mm -hmm. uh, meant a lot, because that's really what I'm trying to go for with my with my right. comedy, you know, not just like, haha, this is funny, but I'm really trying to say what it's like to be me or a woman like me or a, a older wo- woman aging in society, blah, 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 you know, or having mm-hmm. a disability and how to navigate that. So I felt really touched that she said that. That was like very high praise. Mm-hmm. But then uh, later on in that night, I'm in my hotel. Now I saw some guys out on the street, like, oh, you're really funny. And, you know, that's really what you usually want to hear after a set. Is yeah, you usually funny. get kind of the,
0: I don't want to say generic, like it's it's a compliment, but it's not a specific. It's just, a, hey, I yeah, love you. You were, funny. you were funny. Yeah. Why are you on stage? Shut up. Right. I know. Um, <laughs> who
1: hired you? Who books this? No, but, don't quit uh, your day job. Uh, <laughs> There were some older people, and I just mean like a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of the people in the most of the audiences anywhere in Austin, they're all young, you know, yeah. 20s, 30s. And uh, so I looked and I see these people getting in the elevator and he's like, he's like, hey, tonight you were, uh, you're emotionally right there, like right there, like good job. Wow. And... Huh. And I was like, I said, Were you at the show? Like, I didn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, Were you at the show tonight? And he's like, Yeah, good job. And then the elevator went away, you know. <laughs> it just,
0: like that blip of like an angel popping in or something, you know, just like. I'm
1: like, I was emotionally right there. What the fuck does he mean?
0: I didn't I really know. know
1: like what to do with it. But then a couple of minutes later, he came back down by himself and said, Can I take a selfie with you? Like, all excited. And I'm like, Sure. And then I go, well, we took it and it was cute, you know, and then I went to give him my card and he's like, oh, I don't need that. I already follow you on Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay. So, but it just like having never had anyone use the word emotional about my sets before the fact that two people in one night did, and it wasn't like I was up there talking about my dead kid or anything. It was just my, my usual sets, you know? Yeah. No, so and I really felt uh, like I felt like okay, something's trying to tell me something.
0: Yeah, I remember when you told me this, and I it didn't connect to me that it was at the same, or was it one week and then the next week, or was that the same night? No, it was the same night. Wow. And because it, it's interesting, but I I firmly believe that we get these signs, and you know you hear these stories where people are like, God said He'd come to me, and I didn't do this, and then that and then, and then it's like, and then like the story where it's like, well, I came to you as this and as that, and like these are the ways. And whether you chalk that up to religious, whether it's a God or a universe or something, there is something that is going on that there's that out there and our brain is picking up on it for a reason. And so we have to listen to that.
1: Right. So that's really like resonated with me. And I'm really like, not that I really have it figured out, but I think, um, I just took it, like, I because I am trying to add more heart to my set, Mm -hmm. more like I, you know, I don't know. I I took it that I'm going the right way, but that I need to something needs to be done with that information. I just don't know what yet. I I don't know
0: what, I don't remember which combination of jokes you did at, um, you know, I watch your stuff all the time. I'm at, you know, I, I, I feel like I have most of your jokes memorized I am. Once a while you, you say them in a little different thing i was like no wait oh oh okay yeah, you right. can change your joke if you want but um but uh when we were at the distillery show at nightside distillery what whatever you said that particular night that combination of jokes i just remember sitting there really impressed and noticing like i was taking note of how much you were able to make humor out of just different categories of ideas different stories in your life different moments it was like between the boomer incident jokes and dating and sex and then life with husband and then life with you know with andrew like there were just all these different categories that you were able to tell jokes about or even the um you know working in a school like there are so many things that are part of your day in your life that you brought humor and pulled it out from anything and i just was like that's what's so impressive to me. And 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 I picked up on it that particular like I saw it in a different light. And um like I I got a little emotional, but I don't know that um like that word didn't come to mind at the time, but I think you know it's neat that two different people saw that aspect outside of just here's someone trying to get a cheap laugh out of somebody. Right.
1: So. And I mean, and I only did a 10 minute set and I did like two minutes of crowd work of insulting people of what I think they're like in bed. So <laughs> well, I mean, just, it was funny. I felt like it was meant for me to hear those words.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: now I'm just trying to figure out okay, well, what does that mean? And what do I need to do with that information?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, and that's one thing that I think sometimes we forget about just taking the space to sit with the information and not try to solve the problem necessarily just be aware of it and watch Uh the next piece of the puzzle to come together
1: right and so then now like i have feel like i have another like thing going on like ever since noah died i have had a physical problem that just keeps moving from one part of my body to the other now it's in my neck and i mean i realized because it happened right after noah died that that it's My body handling the stress orally, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, uh, well, I'll tell that story later. But um, so right now it's in my neck. So anyway, I didn't go to work today and it was really bothering me yesterday. And it just like it's such a bad pain that I feel like I'm going to vomit. Like it's really bad, you know. And so um, I've been super emotional. Yesterday and today like I'm on the verge of crying like constantly and um, whether one is because of the other, who knows which is the chicken, which is the egg, you know, but um, so I decided I'm going to stay home today because I don't feel good and uh, you know, I went to open mic last night and it wasn't an ideal situation. And I uh, I just wasn't really in the frame of mind to be there. So I totally bombed. And and I don't even care about that. But I went and set, went to the bathroom and cried. And then I came home and I cried in the driveway. And then I just out of the corner of my eye caught this, I don't know, I've never seen a comet or a shooting star or anything. like that. Personally, never have. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden just there was something that just flew across the sky. Wow! Right when I was like, and I was like crying, like I, there's like crying, like when I well up like this. But then there are times when I do the big cry, or like sometimes even when I'm driving down the street, street where mm-hmm. I know like nobody can hear me, I'll just scream, and I've just been screaming lately. Like I don't want you to be dead. I don't wow. want to have a dead kid, you know. And it's like emotions that are coming up, and so it was like it was one of those kind of cries, and it was just I felt like that was just like. I can hear you. I just want you to know I hear you, you know, is what that
0: felt like.
1: Yeah. But then I went and I dreamed and in the dream I had, see, I've been carrying Noah's wallet since he died. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, this is such a like, I wonder if people are wondering why I have a dude's wallet. It's like an obvious dude's leather wallet, you know, doesn't really matter. But, um, So in the dream, like someone's driving me in a car and I have a new wallet that I got for Christmas. It's like pink or something. And so I've taken the stuff out of Noah's wallet and putting it into this new wallet and kind of feeling hesitant about doing it. But then I said, do you want this wallet? And then I saw that Noah's ID was still in it. And then I looked and it was Noah driving the car and it was Noah's car I was in. And I was like... Stop driving, you're dead. You can't drive, you're dead, you know. And it's so in like, dreams
0: by that logic. <laughs> I
1: know, so then I made him pull over and he pulled over and I got in the driver's seat. And then Andrew was in the back seat. I don't even know what it means, but it's just like, does that does that dream just mean quit letting Noah drive your life because he's dead?
0: Mm. Oh wow.
1: Or, or was that Noah? You know, people don't really say that usually anytime you're dreaming about them, that's them trying to reach you. So I don't really know. So it's like now I've got all this stuff that I'm like, okay, what does this mean? I don't know really what that meant. But I mean, I woke up upset and stayed up for quite a few hours and then just went back to bed and just slept all day. But, um, I don't know. So I just feel like things are reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. And I also know like when you go crazy.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's a borderline, right? Of like, okay, is this is yeah, it, am anyone I losing that my one that usually or is like from the universe?
1: Right, people that have like schizophrenia and stuff, they're they're seeing signs all over the place. And uh, yeah.
0: you need to things write that are down talking as, to
1: them, you know.
0: You need to write that down as a punchline. Am I losing it or is this, am I is this a sign from the universe or am I actually losing it?
1: So, yeah, so that's going on with me right now.
0: Um, I'm sorry. That's just, there's a lot there.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know. I would love to hear any input that anybody has. Um, other people's input usually doesn't mean much to me, but sometimes when you're so close to it, you might be missing it, you know? Mm-hmm. You texting with flow.
0: No, um, someone's giving me a ride to my Toastmasters meeting tonight since I don't have a car and it's 20 minutes away. Oh, gotcha. Um, and they're just like, we don't have your address.
1: Well, that would probably be helpful. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me and my brain. And really, if I never had to go to work again. And I, one of the things on my to-do list is to find out, to look into retirement, because I'm thinking about retiring this year or maybe just quitting and waiting and getting my full retirement I don't know but I can't go to work and then think about all this stuff I don't have my brain doesn't have I feel like I don't have enough time to think right now
0: and that's one of the things like when I was trying to work three jobs a couple years ago and it was like I I had this realization that even if you have an hour to dedicate here and two hours there and that the time maps out our brain doesn't have the capacity to divide our focus up that much um you know it's one thing if i was working a job where i clocked in did shift work left didn't have to think about it but when it was things that were always going on with with all three of them it's like this this is too much and kind of had a little nervous breakdown about that i'm just like i can't do this and had to had to drop one but um But even now that's like with stuff with this wreck it's i was just thinking about that day it's like it's distracting it's and and big things can be distracting and it's not to be belittle them but it's like if you're focusing on a path and you're you can't ever get in the groove or in flow because you keep having to sidetrack every time we have a distraction they say it takes about 15 minutes to get back to where we left off whether it's writing or working on a project so every time somebody interrupts this is why multitasking doesn't really work as an efficient thing it's much more better to do one whole task finish it and in the scheme of time you'll spend way less amount of um time on that task but when you've got school and this um you know the job and this you know comedy career and family and then this grieving and all these other things it's just like there there's just a lot to process and the brain can only we can only Hold space for so much. Right, right. And one is going to, one of those things is going to demand attention. Whether we like, you know,
1: like my brain feels like I need a certain amount of time each day to grieve. Mm. Some days I don't need it, but some days I need two hours of it. And um, when I have to put on the face and go out in public, and be at work and stuff. I'm just repressing so much, and I, you know, I, I I I've had people fairly close to me. I was really close to my stepdad. He died. I mean, my grandma, you know. But I've never had anyone like my kid die. You know. I mean, it's it's a totally different animal than any other death I've had to process in my life. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. And I just I. I feel so, I don't want to say stuck. I mean, I feel I have every right to be where I am right now with this. Yeah. And I really wish that we had a culture that would um, honor that mm-hmm. and not give me five days' bereavement for having a dead kid. Yeah. You know, like, I yeah. don't know. Well,
0: and even just being able to honor the process instead of saying, well, you should be able to take this timestamp and then be good from there on out. Whereas, like you know what four months in I might have a bad day and I might need half the day I might need an hour I might need a whole day who knows but be able to still yeah
1: I am getting I am getting a little FMLA good that's what today was so
0: and there there is that um you know when you were talking about putting the face on and having it just kind of build up I was just picturing like a balloon, like by like the more you're trying to repress it like the pressure is just building so it's you you're still holding all the stress all day so now instead of dealing with it for two hours you've dealt with it all day long and now when it bursts
1: i think that's what's causing all the the pain it's just that holding on like that just like oh yeah but i got a massage when i was in austin i will say Young, beautiful boy, you know, man boy, <laughs> came to give me a massage. I opened the door. He looks at me like this is a Tinder date gone awry. He was not happy. <laughs> um, uh, but I had him work. I would have, I woke up with sciatica that morning. I couldn't even stand up. Hmm. But he was also able to work on this enough that it, would, it eased up. So I know if I get some regular care and massages that that will help. Mm -hmm. so uh that's just I have a list of stuff that I where's my yeah that I just I need to take care of and that's one of them so
0: yeah I I love that um I read this book one time and they had this idea of what they called tolerations and they were saying that you you would set aside a day to deal with your tolerations what they which is what their name word they made up for but it was all the things that you've been tolerating you know that that pile of stuff on your desk that a stack of laundry by the door and it's like and they said whether you need to do it once a week or once a month just let you know be like you know what today's the day i'm going to clear the list of all these little annoying things get them done those phone calls and um some people have like like they were talking about people who have this process where it's you know every sunday i deal with those things and maybe it's two hours or maybe it's once a month and it's four hours but
1: yeah well i uh, I will say that I did finally call one of Noah's creditors Hmm. and the state of Washington who keeps sending him a thing saying, why aren't you using your EBT card? So I was finally able to call them and say, look, quit sending me that because he's no longer here. So it's helped to to get a couple of those things done. Uh, I wanna talk about where I'm gonna be here in the next- uh, Yeah, where are you gonna be? I saw something pop up. Yeah. Well, let's see. Sunday night, I will be at Night Owl. I think it's called Night Owl Social Club. It's at Hookah Lounge on South Tacoma Way. Uh, Did an open mic there a couple of weeks ago. Really cool room. Now, I want to just say I have asthma. And Mm -hmm. when I first walked in that room, I thought... Oh, I don't know if I can do this room. Didn't bother me at all. Didn't mind. I had no wheezing. It didn't bother me. Uh, They have that. They also have alcohol there. So party on. And uh, it just really has a cool vibe. And it looks really cool. And so I'm excited about that. Remind me to tell you something uh, off camera about uh, a prediction I have for that night. And uh, I'm really excited. Juan Carlos is uh, producing and hosting it. And I... I fucking love Juan Carlos. He's the sweetest man around. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday the 22nd, I will be in Ording. Fuck, I didn't write. I don't have it right in front of me where I'm going to be. In Ording.
0: Is it L&M Firehouse?
1: I don't know. Let me look. So unprofessional, Ms. Hardman.
0: Well, um, sure figures out her crap, he's really will sit here and give you this recorded message. Don't forget to check out awkwardcareer.com to pick up one of the amazing books by yours truly, Andy Vargo. My favorites are Own Your Awkward Life Changes, which is a whole set of uh, program that walks you through taking the emotion out of change so you can take it the direction you want to go. And for a little fun, you can check out those awkward one dry stands which tells the stories of my time as a rideshare driver around the Tacoma area and what's really happening when your neighbors get in the car. And for something a little bit less serious but helpful, check out the Awkward Journal series where you can pick 3 things per day to reflect on that you're going to do the next day to make that day better. There are 5 different journals, each one with a different area of focus.
1: I think Shirley. I am co- incorrect. I will not be in Ording, I will be in Shelton. Sherry will be in Shelton because I think yeah, she's El Serape Morgan. Cantina in Shelton oh, with Tommy funny. T or excuse okay. me Tom Hermeson and Drew Wilson McGrath. So that's with Joke Masters comedy. So why did fun. I write? Uh, well, I don't know why I
0: wrote ording. I think no. I just wrote. Sherry is going to be in ording with me on November 10th. So
1: look forward to that right. show next month. And then on the 24th of this month, we have a uh, we're taking over comedy at Odd Otter. So There you go. Yeah. So I've got a few things on the books that are all going to be super fun. So you should come to any or all of them.
0: And I just want to thank everybody for the book sales that are starting to pour in and the reviews, because the reviews really help too, because that helps it rank higher. So the more reviews the book gets, you don't even have to write one. It's great if you take the time to do that. But even just clicking the little five star, um, that helps it show up better because people see it and they go, Oh, look. So, um, so I appreciate it. Um, I just, I am beside myself with the amount of orders that I need to process the next two weeks.
1: You're going to be so busy. I am. All right.
0: I I going to be like, why are we, why do you have all these cases of books that you're having me take to the mail store?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And aren't you going to do like a dance for each one?
0: I am. Every day that I sell a book, I am going to post a new video of me dancing in downtown or somewhere around here. Uh, I'm going to record my first one. I have two different days of book sales, so I need to post my video today. I'll post one today and tomorrow, um, and then I will um, keep watching for those sales. It's a little bit, if if you don't see me dance on a day, cry a little bit, but also um and you bought a book that day it does if you bought it online on amazon it takes uh, they don't i don't see the sale till it ships out so it could be a day or two behind when i see it however um if you order directly from me i'll my phone will buzz the moment that you order it oh i have to bring it off right now
1: (laughs) okay well it was good talking to you it was We'll see you guys. Let's see. Are we going to see each other next week? Oh, um, um next week I will um, maybe not be doing this. So if you want to know why, join my secret Facebook group. All right. Unless you work with me and then you can't see it. So, all right. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone.